from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's cute looking at little trees, just like looking at little puppies and little people, you know. A tree story is when you're a young child and you're playing on your favorite tree or you hug a tree or you just notice the trees and it's left a deep impact in your life. The apple tree in their grandma's backyard, the tree they climbed in at the school playground. Really, my passion is connecting those tree stories to the real practice of reforesting our communities. I'm Sarah Fenske. Forest Relief of Missouri is obsessed with trees. They plant them, they grow them, they distribute them, often for free. Right now, they're focused on the Ville communities of St. Louis. That's an area in North City that includes the neighborhoods of the Ville, the Greater Ville, and Kingsway East. But they're also interested in bringing trees to a neighborhood near you. And joining us today to tell us more is Meredith McAvoy Perkins. She's the Executive Director of Forest Relief of Missouri. Meredith, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. Happy to be here. And we're also joined today by Dale Chambers. She's a resident of and advocate for the Greaterville neighborhood. Dale, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, Meredith, give us some background on this organization. What brought Forest Relief of Missouri into being? Absolutely. So Forest Relief is almost a 30-year-old nonprofit. We grow, we plant, and we advocate for trees. We have an office here in St. Louis City, and we have an eight-acre tree nursery out in Creevecore Park, where we're growing 20,000 native trees and shrubs that we're distributing to hundreds of community partners. Really, the goal is to increase urban tree canopy and healthy, resilient tree canopy across the region. Um, and we're doing that one tree at a time. And so you've been there as director a few uh, few years now. What do you see as your main focus as you're dealing with all these tree-related issues? What we're seeing now is really utilizing trees as a solution. The idea that trees are just something pretty that we want in our backyard or we want to see in a park is is important, and trees are beautiful. But now that we're looking at trees as part of a tool to some of these really huge emerging global issues like climate change, biodiversity, and really kind of a connection to people and nature. Um, It's really important to think strategically about how we're investing in trees and where we are and what those trees are then doing for quality of life, public health, and all of the things that we really value. So when we talk about the where, um, in November, you were awarded Arbor Day Foundation's first ever environmental equity grant. What was your proposal there? Exactly. So what we know for certain is that trees provide benefits that improve our environment, they improve our community, improve our health, they improve our local economy. But what we also know is that it's not equitably distributed, that, that, that those benefits are not spread equally across the city. And so once we started looking at our, our urban tree canopy mapping, we realized that there are certain under-canopied communities in our neighborhoods that 
need extra support, that need us to do something a little bit differently. So with the lens of environmental justice, we really wanted to reach out to the local leadership in communities like The Ville and organizations like For The Ville and Dale Chambers to help kind of figure out what the disconnect was and how we could bring trees to these places that really could use them and need them most. So Dale, that's where you come into this through your work with The Ville. Historically, what's the tree situation been like in your neighborhood? Well, we do not have the same tree access as other parts of the city in St. Louis County. And right now there is a situation where we're having the ash borer come through our area and more trees are getting cut down. And so the trees that you have, you feel like there's not enough to begin with. You're seeing them get taken away, get removed. Most definitely. So this em- this is the emerald ash borer, Meredith. This is a big problem for some St. Louis trees. Exactly. It's a big problem across the country. But in St. Louis in particular, we're looking at a 17% reduction in the tree canopy across the public spaces. That's not even considering people's backyards. So when we start looking at areas that are already under canopied, those ash trees are a huge part of what's bringing shade and air quality and environmental benefits to those neighborhoods. And once that's gone, it's going to take a long time to reinvest and replant. So we really need to start now. And sometimes it's about educating and you know, connecting the community to why they really want to replace those trees to begin with. So it's not just about planting the trees back, but also rallying the community to really own it and honor it and and be part of kind of helping us figure out what best to bring back. So we have a diverse, resilient canopy where we won't run into this problem in the future. So Dale, with so many of these ash trees being lost, is this something that was, was top of mind for the neighborhood? I mean, we know neighborhoods are just constantly dealing with every last little thing. Were trees on your agenda prior to this partnership? Well, there's been so many intersections of social um, and environmental issues that's gone on in the city of St. Louis. And I'm excited about being with neighbors who care about their environment. Um, We have been dealing with a lot of demolitions as well. And we have lots of folks with asthma in my neighborhood. And so right now, there are folks who are very much interested in not only the tree canopy, but just the overall natural landscape of our area. And so when you heard uh, that Forest Relief was interested in maybe bringing some trees to the neighborhood, were people on board right away? Well, yes. I met Forest Relief because I was partnering with a nonprofit that I started, Yayo Arts Collective, to plant native trees in North St. Louis, not only because of the ash borer issue, but just so that we can have a stronger connection to the native ecology of our area. And since then, it's been a beautiful partnership. We um, started off planting maybe 20 trees from Relief, and we had neighbors come out. Recently, we had some folks from Relief come out with us, and over 10 folks helped pick up trash from the neighborhood. And it's been a wonderful opportunity to talk to the youth at Sumner High School. There is youth at Sumner High School who's interested in planting trees. And it's always exciting to find out who has a tree story. So many of us have great relationships with nature, especially in our childhood. And there's folks in the neighborhood who've lived there for 30, 40, and 50 years. And so it's been very inspiring as an artist and a creative to listen to the tree stories of elders, peers, and young people. And so when you say people have a tree story, this is something where a tree sort of, I don't want to say you developed a relationship with the tree, but there was a tree that really had significance for them. That's exactly what a tree story is. A tree story is when you're a young child and you're playing on your favorite 
tree or you hug a tree or you just notice the trees and it's left a deep impact in your life. So Meredith, you grew up in the city and yet you're somebody, you're really into trees. This is now your life's work. Do you have a tree story? Absolutely. Well, it's it's interesting because that is, I was a very urban kid. And when I told my family I wanted to grow up to be a forester, they looked at me like I was a crazy person and that's not an actual job. Um, but it was, it was the park across the street from my house that really was a place for peace and respite and a place that I could go to and just feel connected. And at that time, I didn't know all of the science behind what it was, but I knew that this was someplace good that I wanted Mm -hmm. to be. And so as I developed my professional career, you know, I could have gone out to be a forester in a fire tower in Alaska somewhere. But really, my passion is connecting those tree stories to the real practice of reforesting our communities to a place where everybody has access to that level of connectivity to nature. So you don't have to afford a, a, a flight to Alaska. You can just walk to a, a park that's in the city of St. Louis and or maybe even your neighbor's yard. Exactly. And the, and the more we lose tree canopy, the less people have those tree stories that are so valuable. Mm. The apple tree in their grandma's backyard, the tree they climbed in at the school playground. And as we start seeing ash trees getting removed and trees being lost for development or other risks that we have, as less and less people have their own personal emotional connection, they're not advocates for this. And then we lose all of the real you know, economic, environmental, and social benefits that we know are there. So I think of St. Louis as such a tree-rich city, and I think my perspective is slightly colored by the fact I moved here from Arizona. Like, we did not have good trees there. But sometimes if you're driving through some St. Louis neighborhoods in the summer, you feel like, you know, there's a literal canopy overhead. You're almost driving through a tunnel of trees. But it's interesting how that plays out. It's not that every neighborhood has that. There's some neighborhoods that are, frankly, a lot hotter in the summer because they don't have that. That goes back to that environmental justice issue that you're talking about. That's right. And the way that trees are distributed, one of the things that you mentioned, we are so tree-rich as a state, and it is really wonderful for us as Missourians to have a lot of different trees that can grow here. We have so many different diverse trees, so we can plant native trees that would have been here so we can help with the birds and the bees and the butterflies. But we also have to look out for our neighbors and our, you know, fellow residents. And one place may be very tree rich and benefiting from lower temperatures, lower energy costs, you know, improved public health, and just a few streets away might be suffering because of that lack of investment in the tree canopy. Hmm. So the ash trees, those are those are kind of, we're moving away from those because of this uh, emerald ash borer. You mentioned a particular focus on native trees with this most recent project. What are some of the trees you're filling in instead? Persimmons. Um... Now I'm having a a blank. I know this. Uh, Of course, a lot of shrubbery. So Mm -hmm. elderberry, um, gooseberry. But um, I want to say there's one more that I'm thinking of very strongly. Black cherry. (laughs) The black cherry tree is specifically what we ordered from Relief through their uh, granting program. And when we're talking about cherries, we're talking about persimmons. These are technically fruit trees. Are they trees that that could be a source of fresh fruit as well? So Dale is such a wonderful advocate for gardening and 
you know, native food forests. So a lot of those trees, persimmons, pawpaws, um, service berries, that's such a wonderful thing that we can actually engage, especially with youth and eating those fruits, mm. but they're not the they're not necessarily the trees that we would also then be wanting to plant on street trees, for example. So we really have to look at the right tree in the right place for the right reason. If we want a shade tree, you know, we want to plant a beautiful oak that's going to be there for a hundred years, or we want fall color, maybe we want a black gum or something else. So it really isn't just about like, what's your favorite tree or what should you plant? But what do you want it to do? Where is it going? And what's going to be the best tree for that site? And we have lots to choose from. We're talking today to Meredith Perkins. She is the executive director of Forest Relief of Missouri, um, doing great work to bring more trees to our city. We're also joined by Dale Chambers, who's a resident of and advocate for the Greaterville neighborhood. So Meredith, you got this grant. This is the first ever environmental equity grant to bring these trees to the Ville. Uh, what's going on with that project? I understand there's 200 trees specifically coming out of that grant. That's right. What we what we realized with our regular program, so what, what Dale has taken advantage of before is called our community program, where any community organization can apply for free trees from Forest Relief. You fill out an application, you tell us you want two trees for your church or your you know public space, and we just give them to you for free. Um, and that's a wonderful program, and people can apply now. But with this particular project and our environmental justice focus, we realized that in order to remove barriers, price isn't the only limitation. And so what we're hoping to do and we're working on with Dale and For the Ville organization is to start from that grassroots level and really get the input and the feedback from the neighbors, get partnership with the high school and the youth and you know the community leaders so that they can inform exactly what replanting looks like and where they want food for us and where they need shade and where they need all these different elements um, so we can do it right and everyone can really be excited about it. So there's a, a number of these trees um, are going to public spaces and then there's also a number going to private spaces. At, at this point, have you opened up the the request for trees? Where does all that stand? Well, we are going to have a major uh, announcement about that in our April 30th tree planting, where we'll be planting our own public space in the, the uh, Ville neighborhood. So that should get people's attention. You'll be out there digging, you know, digging holes for these trees. Yes. And I've heard from a little source that we might have a few trees as a giveaway that day. The other thing that I wanted to say is is that not only are we just giving away these trees, we're working with neighborhood young folks so that we can help support the planting of the tree on the private property. Some folks may not have the ability to plant the tree or maybe even all the physical gumption, you know, it takes a lot of work to water a tree every day or sure. stay on top of it. So we are really working with the residents and the young folks so that we have a real community support about this and that there's more caregivers to the tree than just one homeowner. And so Meredith, there's some ongoing support for these trees and for the people who get them in their yards. The stewardship element of this grant and a lot of the other projects that Forest Relief is working on now is such a huge part of getting the trees beyond just planting them, but to have them successfully established in the landscape and delivering on all of the benefits and the hopes and dreams we have for them. So watering, making sure that there's a stewardship plan and somebody that's responsible for them is a key part. So Forest Relief is taking on some of that and we're really relying on some of our community partners for that. Um, I did want to note about the private trees. Most of our work is typically on private or public, or sorry, excuse me, 
public or nonprofit locations. When you're applying for free trees from us, those are we're restricted to those places. This is a really unique way where we're able to maximize the opportunities for locations for tree planting on private property. And we have so much more, about 80% of the available planting spaces are privately owned. Hmm. So this is a great way to reach our mission of increasing urban tree canopy overall, and also then give the landowner a little bit of responsibility to that stewardship. So if you're interested in this community tree program, again, this is free trees. Who would not be interested? <laughs> we have those details on our website. That's stlonair.show. We also just tweeted a link to the application page. So if you go to our Twitter, that's at STL on air. And you can cut straight to the chase um, and, and see if you can get your hands on some of these free trees. Meredith, I did want to ask you just briefly here. I know you have two other collaborations that you're working on that are also based in North City, one with Great Rivers Greenway, one with the Nature Conservancy. Uh, this is a lot of work going on. Just to give us the highlights. It is. So just last year, we hired a new partnership manager with the idea that we didn't want to we didn't want to change the program that we were doing. And the community program is really the bedrock of our organization. But we wanted to have more of an influence in removing these barriers and helping people understand why they want to plant trees and help them do that in the most successful way. And so the the project, particularly with the Nature Conservancy, is called Treesilience. One of the other barriers that we have found is that there's a lot of dead and dying trees in people's yards. And mm-hmm. so when you start trying to promote tree planting, people think, oh, well, why would I want that? I have this dead tree and all I know about trees is just kind of they're a pain and I have to do all this, you know, branch falls, whatever. So we're really looking at, you know, a, a lot of this is listening to what the communities are saying about trees and changing the narrative to be something where trees are an asset rather than a liability. So we're working with the Nature Conservancy, particularly in the 24-1 Normandy School District right now, um, on this tree resilience project that will help remove some trees and then replant twofold a healthier, you know, more appropriate tree landscape. And then with the Greenway projects, it's just such an exciting partnership. It's a natural where, you know, greenways are going through and trees are such an important part of creating that sense of space along our bikeways and run, you know, jogging paths. And so we've been identifying existing and proposed greenways and starting to get that community upswell and volunteers and commitment towards what green infrastructure in these communities looks like, having planting projects surrounded that. Hmm. This is a lot of exciting work. And it's exciting to think about how much of it is happening um, in the neighborhoods that really uh, could use this boost. Dale, thinking about this tree planting scheduled for April 30th, I always get really impatient. I just want to see results right away. And the thing with trees is they take a little while to get to their their full blossom. Do you think about what your neighborhood might look like in five, ten years? Is it hard not to get ahead of yourself? at this point. It's cute looking at little trees, just like looking at little puppies and little people, you know, they're all alive. And so I'm envisioning a very full full and lively street canopy going through our neighborhood with lots of shade, but also sunlight and not so many falling branches. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to that. And and Dale Chambers, thank you so much for joining us to tell us about this. Thank you. And Dale is a member of the Greaterville neighborhood. Uh, Meredith McAvoy-Perkins, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sarah. And Meredith is the Executive Director of Forest Relief of Missouri. Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske, with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. 
St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.